So we've been preaching through the Psalms, and uh, one of the things that I that I'm that I'm trying to uh, uh, get us to to see um, is that <clears throat> when you look through the Psalms, you find so many uh, great examples of people who've been through difficult situations. Uh, David, in Psalm 34, where we're going today, um, I told you already, he was in a pandemic. <clears throat> he was in a predicament, and he had a problem. With all those, um, with all with all those factors going on, David helped, or, or David wrote, but he helps me to understand that the focus in this pandemic should be God, not the pandemic. It should be God. Where many people have made the pandemic their God. Uh-oh. Where many have um, gotten to a place of panic. The writer helps us to understand that you can't panic. So I've preached up to verse 7 and now I want to begin this, this morning I want to begin at verse 8, amen, of Psalm 34. So if you have your Bible, uh, open your Bible to Psalm 34, <clears throat> beginning. It's, it's, it's a very familiar passage, uh, very familiar passage. As a matter of fact, this is what you call Israel's anthem, amen. This is what you call Israel's anthem. He says, Psalm 34, if you have it, uh, and if wherever you are, please stand for the reading of God's word. He says, Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. How blessed is the man who takes refuge in him. Oh, fear the Lord, you, his saints. For those who fear him, there's no want. The young lion do lack and suffer hunger, but they who seek the Lord shall not be in want of any good thing. I want to talk about this morning, Craving a Connection, Part 3, How to Satisfy Your Craving. How to satisfy your craving. By now in this pandemic, uh, you've probably developed an appetite for things that you were accustomed to having all the time. For instance, uh, you may be a fast food eater. You may be craving Outback. Amen. Steakhouse, that is. You may be craving barbecue, or you may be craving 
one of the fine restaurants that you visited. But all to now, by now, you know, they're all closed or they're reopening now. But there's a craving that we possibly have had. I don't know about you, but I've had some cravings. Some of you have been craving chocolate cake and ice cream. and Amen. You're getting hungry right now as I'm talking. Amen. Cravings can come at different times. In different places. Some of you were craving Popeyes. But they were closed. Amen. They were not an essential part of the COVID. Amen. Some of you were craving some church's chicken too. Amen. And so it's amazing that our cravings can cause us to do some extreme things. Amen. The economy is the main concern Amen. Uh, for the White House right now. While the death toll is at 90,113 today. Amen. When we started this 10 weeks ago, I, I, I heard it on, on the recording. It was 20,000. So here we are 10 weeks later. And, and we, we've been away from God's house. We have not been in God's house physically to worship together. I want to talk about today, though, a different kind of craving. Amen. I'm talking about a craving that does not put my life at risk, but a craving that can get me through this. Come on and help me, somebody. I believe that it was necessary. Amen. I believe the pandemic was necessary. I believe that it was so necessary that God allowed it so that we can ask ourselves that question. How bad do you want him? How bad do you want a connection with him? Amen. The question is, what's important? Uh, who are you going to trust? Amen. Will, will God allow us to suffer like everybody else? These are questions that come up. But, but here's the thing, the, the, the beautiful thing about God, amen, beautiful thing about God, and the question today is, amen, do you have a spiritual craving? Amen. Because here's the thing, saints, if you focus only on your physical and not your spiritual, amen, you can live an imbalanced life. David Amen. Is in a predicament. He's in, he's in a dark place in his life. He's at a point in his life where he realizes that he needed something more. Amen. He needed something more. Amen. He needed something more than food. He needed something more than Popeyes. Amen. He, he needed something deeper. And I got a question for you today. Do you have a spiritual craving? You know, it's easy to say yes when the realities of our lives is no. When the way we live sometimes says no. We can live this Christian life believing one thing. 
believing that we're so much in love with God, but we have no craving for him. As a matter of fact, the pandemic came as a convenience for some of us. Amen. And not a way to reconnect with him. I don't know about you, but uh, I feel at times that God is going to show us even more in a time like this. I believe that if you're ready for revelation through the inspiration of his word, amen, and not looking to external revelation, but special revelation, I believe that if you look into his word, he will reveal to you things that you've never seen before. I... I often ask myself a question, how did David deal with the fact that he was anointed king, but yet not appointed king? He knew that he would one day reign, rule, but yet he had to live his life for a period of time as a fugitive, as a man hated by his successor. Today, we want to discover how to satisfy this craving while we're going through a pandemic. David has already told us. In verse 1, he says, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Now, David is given us the formula. But let me say this. Besides praise, you need some other things. He says, I'm going to make praise my lifestyle. Amen. But along with praise, there's some other ingredients that I need. David said that he will seek the Lord. David said in this psalm as he's in the cave, with people who are depressed, you heard me say this already, depressed, discouraged, and in debt. Bill collectors are calling them. Amen. He surrounded himself with a group of people, or God allowed him, necessary, for him to get around some people who were worse off than him, for him to understand how blessed He was. I wish I had somebody. Not not only to understand how blessed he was, but for him to testify, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. David, David, David goes on and he says in verse 7, he says, if you're worried, he said the angel of the Lord in camps. Oh, I wish I had somebody. Around those who fear him and rescues them. David says that even without a physical connection, I have a spiritual connection. I know that God has surrounded me with all of the spiritual resources that I need. In other words, God has dispatched, amen, 
divine protection for all of us in this pandemic. I'm not saying that you can't get it. But what I am saying is what the Bible says, that the Bible says that the angel of the Lord encamps, amen, around us. And I thank God today that I understand, amen, that God is working it out for my good. Is that right, Herd? He says, he says in verse 8, look what he says in verse 8, amen. Verse 8, he says, Oh, taste and see. So he goes from talking about blessing the Lord. And, and remember, he's in this cave talking to these men and he's testifying and he's leaving us on record something that's so powerful. See, I believe that you and I have to develop a spiritual appetite in a time like this. May I ask you a question? How's your spiritual appetite? You see, because a spiritual appetite is what we call, this what I see here is a hunger for God. Do I have anybody that's hungry for his presence? Do I have anybody who's hungry for him? You see, David says, oh, I can tell you all about God. I can tell you about his goodness. I can tell you about his grace. But the question is, are you hungry for him? The text says, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Now, the word taste is used figuratively, amen, for fasting. Fasting so that you can... See that the Lord is good. So, so if I were to say how to satisfy your craving, the first thing I would say today is you have to fast for him. Fasting for him. Deny your flesh and try God for yourself. You see, we want to taste God. We want to taste and see is good. We want to do it. But, but we've got to remember, with God, it's different. And the question is, have you declared any type of spiritual fasting in this season to see whether or not he's good? I'm going somewhere. I'm going somewhere. I'm going somewhere. See, when we fast, it, 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 we're, saying, we're saying to God, I want more of you. See, the word taste, amen, we, we think it's, oh, it's a, it's a taste. It's, a, it's nothing you can taste. The only way you can taste them is if you deny this. And oftentimes this craving, we're feeding, watch this, the moment you have that, the moment you have that craving for that Popeye, what you do? You get in that car and remember when it was closed, you would even drive by Popeye just in case they were open. I wish I had somebody. Just in case they were doing delivery. But I want to say to somebody here this morning, how much, amen, are you giving up so that you can taste for yourself to see that the Lord is good? And until you and I learn to deny ourselves, until we learn how to, 
amen, crave for him and have this craving for him. Can I ask you something? Is your craving so strong that you're willing to deny your flesh? See, a lot of times we say we love God. A lot of times we say we want the experience with God. But the question is, do you, are you, what are you sacrificing so that you can experience God? Can I tell you something? There's nothing like fasting. There's nothing like saying to the flesh, no. It's nothing like putting down the things of this world that causes a direct disconnection. Watch this. Some of us, you know what? We're dissatisfied. We're, we're, we're discontent. We're, watch this. We're, we're depressed. Watch this. We're trying to figure out what's going on with our lives. And we're feeding the flesh, but we're not feeding the spirit. The text says, he says, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Now, I know the Lord is good. But have you experienced the goodness of God? Amen. Now, if you have experienced the goodness of God, why wouldn't you try to get some more? I wish I had you. The text, the text is very clear. He says, oh, taste and see. And so what we're doing is, first thing we have to do is we're fasting for him. Amen. Listen, 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 listen. The text goes on to say, how blessed is the man. Amen. How blessed is the man or woman who takes refuge in him. As I'm reading this thing, I'm saying to myself, what? Is he trying? I've pondered this passage many, many, many nights, many, many days. And and watch the text. You got to watch the text. He says, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. But then he says, how blessed is the man who takes refuge in him. And so the next thing is, not only must we fasting for him, but the second thing is we find true happiness in him. Amen. We're seeking happiness. Amen. The word refuge means happiness. The word refuge means seeking shelter to find happiness. The Bible talks about in him. Who finds refuge in him. This term is used to describe a person or a nation who enjoys a relationship in God. Can I say this to somebody today? There's no happiness apart from God. You can try to find it in this or try to find it in that. Or you can try to find it in any other thing. But you will never find true happiness unless we find it in him. Who do we run to for our happiness? Ashes, who is the source of your happiness? The text says, the text says, he says, he says, he says, he says, how blessed is the man who takes refuge, who finds shelter. Amen. Acts 17, 28 says, in him we live, in him we move, and in him we have our being. And so I started to think about this as far as my craving is concerned. I'm saying, here's the thing. If I'm trying to find and satisfy my craving apart from him, 
I will never truly be satisfied. And somebody here today, you're trying to find satisfaction in all the wrong places. You and I are feeding our flesh rather than seeking our happiness from him. If you're trying to satisfy your craving in anything or anyone else, you'll never be happy. The text says, how blessed is the man. Amen. Look what he says. He says, how what? How blessed is the man who takes refuge in him. In him I breathe. I'm going to say it one more time. In him I live. Amen. In him I move. Amen. In him all is in him. And I want to encourage somebody here today that you're seeking happiness, but maybe it's not in him. You're trying to find it. You're trying to find peace. You're trying to find blessings apart from him. But in him, blessed is the man. You've tasted and you've seen. You know, some people are, are, are taste testers. Amen. And you know, they taste it. They've seen, but they're not consistent. Because they've, they're, they're what I call takers. Amen. How blessed is the man or woman who finds refuge in him? Verse 9. Verse 9 says, Oh, fear the Lord. Look what he says. Fear the Lord, you his saints. For those who fear him, there is no want. Now, I'm trying to figure out how the psalmist changes the conversation now. He goes from talking about tasting and seeing to now he starts talking about want, needs. Supplying all my needs. God's going to supply all my needs. But he says, he says, oh, fear the Lord. So I to think about that word fear. That word fear means reverence. Oh, reverence the Lord. The Bible says the beginning of wisdom is to fear God. Watch what he says. He says, oh, fear the Lord, you his saints. So I found out this is not for everyone. Amen. This pertains to those who have tasted and seen and have applied and have realized that I cannot be happy unless I seek him. But here's the thing. He says, oh, fear the Lord. So the third thing you have to do is fear him. But fear him and not the pandemic or your problems. May I say this to you? He says, if you fear him, reverence him, he says that there will be no want. Now, I want to show you this word want. This word want has the idea of needs. Uh, it has the idea of poverty. So, therefore... You will have no wants. Come on, somebody. See, 
You'll have no wants if you fear him. If you reverence him. If you live for him. If you seek him. If you find refuge in him. If you taste him. Come on somebody. Amen. He says you will have no want. But pastor, I got a whole bunch of wants. Well, maybe you're not in him. Or maybe you're not finding happiness in him. Or maybe you're tasting the wrong thing. Because the promise of this passage, the timeless principle of this passage, is that when you, watch this, when you fear the Lord, when you reverence him, when you live a life, come on somebody, surrendered to him, when you live with the fear of God in your heart, you, his saints, he says, for those who fear him, there is no want. I said, Lord, what does this really mean? He says, this word has the idea, watch this, not just reverence, but fully reverencing me. Fully reverencing me. A reverence like no other. In other words, you're not worried about anybody. Amen. What I'm saying is, but you're mostly concerned about your relationship with him. Saints, I realize the opposite of faith is fear. The only way to fulfill your craving is to live with a reverence for God that supersedes your fear for man or anything else that may cause a disruption in your relationship with him. I'm trying to help you today. Fear him. Fear him and not the pandemic, not your problems, but fear him because he says, if he says those who fear him, there is no need. That's what that word means. Need. Or there's no thing needed. No poverty. He goes on to say, he goes on to say, and I got to show you this. He says, <laughs> there's no want. He says, the young lions do lack and suffer hunger. Let me, let me show you something. The strongest animal in the animal kingdom has a need <laughs> and suffers hunger. But the one who fears God <laughs> will have no hunger, will have no need. You're worried about how you're going to make it. You're worried about this and you're worried about that and you're worried about all these other things, but God says in his word, the lion suffers hunger, but not the one who fears me. He says the lion, which is the strongest animal in the animal kingdom, lacks, lacks and shows, which shows that, watch this, that the lion, amen, can suffer hunger. The, and, and look, he says the young lion, 
will suffer hunger. But they who what? Seek the Lord. Notice the text. The text says taste and see. The text says fear the Lord. The, the text says find refuge in the Lord. The text says those who seek the Lord. You getting the picture yet? I, I don't know where you're trying to find your craving. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know who you're running to for your craving. Amen. But the text says, but those who seek the Lord, watch this now, will not be in want of any good thing. Now, the word want in verse 10 is different than the word want in verse 9. The word want in verse 9 has the idea, as I said earlier, of need or poverty. Whereas the word in verse 10 has the idea, ready for this, of decrease, of poverty. And so there's a difference here. He says the one who fears him, amen, the one who fears God, amen, Will, will not have any need. But the one who seeks the Lord, watch this now, will never lack, will never have a decrease. Oh, I wish I had somebody. Or, or, or will never come to a place where you need more. So what God is really saying in this pandemic, that if we seek him, if we fear him, if we run to them, if we taste them, we will not have any lack. But we will not lose anything. <laughs> I wish I had somebody. A lot of us are afraid to lose some stuff. But I thank God that he says that the young lions do lack and suffer hunger. But those who seek the Lord will not lack any good thing. Now, let me say this. God's definition of good is different from our definition of good. You see, for us, it is to be conformed to the image of his son. That's a good thing. It's a good thing when brothers and sisters come together in unity. It's a good thing. Come on, somebody. When you can lift your hands and praise the Lord. You see, God says, if you make the focus of your craving me, I'll take care of all your physical needs. I will take care of all your material needs. I'll take care of all your emotional needs. And watch this. And I'll take care of all your spiritual needs. See, this craving... Is really about us. It was necessary. See it was necessary because. God wanted you to see. That in a pandemic. You won't suffer no need. You won't have no wants. You will not have a decrease. You're going to get an increase. As a matter of fact. Some of us. We haven't lost anything. As a matter of fact. Your refrigerator is full. Come on somebody. Your cupboards are full. Your plate is big. 
And God has given you everything you need because you do fear the Lord. You do seek the Lord. You do run to the Lord for refuge. And I just want to encourage somebody here today that you ought to hold on to God's unchanging hands. Listen, the focus on this pandemic is Him and not the pandemic. The focus in this pandemic is us developing a deeper relationship with our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Oh, I want to tell somebody this morning, I've tasted and seen that the Lord is good. But not only is God good, but He's great. Not only is He great, but He's magnificent. Not only is He magnificent, but He's awesome. And when you run to Him, you will find refuge in any time of your life. See, this is the point. The point is... It's all about Him. How? Watch this. God's been seeking a relationship with you for a long time. But it was necessary. Saw somebody post on there earlier. God is doing something, some, 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 some. But let me tell you what He's doing, some, some, some. This lack, this isolation, was for a revival. Let me tell you what it's all about. This isolation was for a revival in your life, personal revival. You can run to the unemployment line, you'll have want. You'll have need. You'll still have a lack. You can wait. Some of us are praying for another stimulus check. I ain't praying for no stimulus check because guess what? My needs are met. Amen. I'm trying to help somebody. What I'm saying is our focus has to be Him. And when it is Him, He says, there'll be no want, and then there'll be no want of good things. You got to catch the text. He said, there'll be no want, and then there'll be no want of what? Any good things. So God will give us some of our needs, and he definitely going to give us some of our wants. And you know, the wants is different than the needs. Notice he talks about you will want no good thing. There's no good thing you'll need or want when your focus is him. Now let me, let me drop something to you real quick. The longer you keep finding your craving elsewhere, the longer you're not going to realize this pandemic is going to be stretched out for you. It's going to be lengthened. It's going to be where, 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 watch this, where most of us or some people are coming out with their hands lifted up, worshiping and praising him because they realize, I ain't got no wants right now. Pastor, I really ain't got no wants. I ain't got no wants. 
I'm going to tell you the truth, though. At first, it looked kind of sticky. <laughs> looked kind of crazy. But I ain't got no wants right now. Because you know when God is supplying it, when God supplies it, there's no strings attached to it. Because your main focus is Him. What was that last? Put the last point up, I guess. What was that last point? Last point was what? No, the, the last point was fear, but the next one was what? Forever what? Seek Him. Forever seek Him. Seek the Lord to satisfy all your cravings. Listen. <laughs> when you seek the Lord, not only will you be satisfied, but you'll not be in want of anything that man is in want of. I don't know how to. Well, I'm going to just say it. G-O-E. That's what I see in this passage. What is that? God over everything. I'm so perplexed by what's going on around me. I'm so scared. I'm so afraid. And God says, man, I got you. I got you. I got your wants, I got your needs, I got, I got your back. Haven't you not tasted? Story of told of a man, Mr. Yates, true story, who owned a farm in Texas. During the Great Depression, He was having a hard time keeping up with his payments on his farm. The bank began to press Mr. Yates. And they gave him 30 days to pay back to make his payments or else he was facing foreclosure. Within three weeks, with three weeks left, to go, a man came to Mr. Yates' door. He worked for an oil company. He asked Mr. Yates to give the company a lease to drill on his farm for oil. Yates knew he was going to lose the farm anyway, so he decided, what could it hurt? Well, that oil company did drill, and they did hit. They hit 82,000 barrels of oil a day on Mr. Yates' property. Mr. Yates immediately became a multi-millionaire. Many times over. Now the question on the floor is this. Exactly when did Mr. Yates become a millionaire? Did Mr. Yates become a millionaire when the oil company struck the oil, or did Mr. Yates become a millionaire when he brought the farm? Mr. Yates was a millionaire the moment he purchased the farm. But he lived in poverty because he did not know what was underneath the ground. Oh, taste and see. 
that the Lord is good. No good thing does God withhold from them who fear him. No good thing does God withhold from them who seek him. See, when we came to faith in Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, watch this, watch this, in the spiritual, in the spiritual realm, you have heavenly blessings. You have spiritual blessings. And like Mr. Yates, many of us are living in a great depression. We're living spiritually poor, spiritually defeated, spiritually weak, spiritually anemic lives, even while sitting on top of all this wealth. Because we won't seek him. My encouragement to you today is to dig. Dig. Go deeper. And when you go deeper, you will find out how good he is. And it's not just to get what you want. Amen. That just comes along with the journey. See, I look at my life. I Listen. People look at the story, but they don't, they look at the glory. They don't know the story. You see, a lot of people think I've always been here, <laughs> but you got to know the story, saints. You got to know the story. And when I learned the secret of satisfying my cravings, the secret was in him. And when I lived and when I searched and when I got deeper into a relationship with him, when I, when I started going deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper, I found out that when I got to one depth, I found out there's another level <laughs> and another level. And guess what? It just keeps getting deeper and deeper and deeper. And the deeper I go the more I realize I cannot live this life without him. Yes, I've had disappointments. Yes, I've had some trying times. Yes, I've had some down days. Somebody told me, Pastor, you get discouraged sometimes. I do. But the deeper I go, I thank God we, I preached that before. I preached that with, with the Psalms at the beginning of this. Weeping may endure for a night. See, I don't live in my disappointments very long. I don't live in my discouragements very long. Know why? Because I know tomorrow's coming. And I can face tomorrow because of who I'm seeking today. And I'm seeking him. Running to him. I'm not running to the to the to the food line. Come on now. How many people how many people you know how many people had to put their pride down and go stand in a line and I opened my refrigerator yesterday? I said, we blessed. Oh, come on and help me somebody. Come on and help me somebody. Somebody know what I'm talking about. Come on and say, give me a hot what you call give me the emoji hand right quick. Amen. 
Both of them. The one like this. <laughs> yeah. The one like that. A virtual high five. Give me some high fives out there. Amen. Amen. In him. I love what David showed us here. And notice the words that he uses. Refuge. Fear. Seek. The Bible says, seek and you shall find. Knock. Amen. But that last point is real important because here's, here's where, here's where I, here's where I, here's where it looks, here's where I see it. Watch this. The last point is very important because he says, seek. And that passage is parallel. This is parallel to Matthew 6.33. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things. All these, you know what? Material things are not good things. Material things are things to help you survive through this life. So those are necessary things. That we need. But not all of it is good. Like those of you who play dominoes. All money. Ain't good money. But we can become so fixated on a relationship with a God. Who just gives us material things. But not the greater things. So what I'm saying to you today. Amen. Amen. Is to satisfy your craving by deepening your relationship with God. Amen? Amen. God bless you. God keep you. It's my pleasure.